clearly. Um, I'm going to read Job 22, 27 through 28. And then, and then as a background scripture, I'm going to go to Mark 11, 22 and 24. And let's read it together um, and um, be blessed by the word of the Lord. Are you ready for the word? Read that with me, begin. You will make your prayer to him. He will hear you and you will pay your vows. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. Now we're going to go to Mark 11, but I'm going to read that again. You will make your prayer to him. Uh, he will hear you. And you will pay your vows. You will also declare a thing or decree a thing. King James Version say, says decree a thing. And it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. Now let's read Mark eleven twenty two and 24. This is very familiar. Uh, most of you know this. Mark eleven twenty two through 24. Uh, Begin. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I'm going to take my thought from our text, Job 22 and 28. You will also decree a thing or declare a thing and it will be established for you. Did you all hear that real good? You will also decree a thing or declare a thing, and it will be established for you. I'm going to uh, speak to you uh, from this theme, decreeing to be established by God. Decreeing to be established by God. Can you repeat that after me? Decreeing. To be established by God. Are you all out there? Say that with me. Decreeing to be established by God. Now, can, can, can you imagine a person who is in the hospital on their sickbed, almost dying of cancer, and that person gets a visit from his friend, and when the friends come in the room and sees their friend, the friend responds with accusations of sin and wrongdoings that brought about the cancer. And what the sick person needs to do, according to the friend, is repent and confess to the Lord. Can you imagine? You know, you you on your bed with cancer, and and you're on your sick bed trying to recover, uh, and someone comes in the room. Listen, if someone comes in the room and says, "You know what? You got cancer because you must have done something wrong." You know, you you on your sick bed because you know you did something. Just confess and repent. Uh, you know, it, it, I'm already feeling bad. Now I'm being accused. <laughs> Of sinning. Now, now, now picture that. I'm, I'm, I'm already in a place where I'm in pain, I'm in agony, I'm, I'm uncomfortable, and then my friend says, you only like that because you've done something wrong. No help, no compassion, accusations, and judgment accusations and judgment. 
And here we have the scene found in Job 22. Job lost his children. He lost his riches. He lost his cattle. He lost everything he had. And then he got sick. He was afflicted. He's feeling bad. He's, he's itching, breath smell, and his three friends come to see about him, and his three friends look at him and say, mm, 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 mm. that just don't make no sense. Last week, he was the richest man in the world. Now look at him. He look a mess. He, he stink, man. I, his breath smell. He, he looked bad. And then someone said, you know what? You know, you know, you know Job was, was a saved man. And God was blessing him. He was perfect and upright. You know, he must have done something wrong. He must have sinned. That's one thing to say among yourselves. But now they're going to ridicule him. So in chapter 22, Eliphaz is the friend that is talking. And before... I get to the main point of the message on. So um, Job lost everything and Job is sick, but when his friends come to see him, their conclusion, not God's conclusion, their conclusion is it's Job's fault. It's Job's fault. It, it's, it's Job's fault. Job brought this on himself. Job sinned and God is punishing him. Now, now this is not the message, but uh, the Holy Ghost just, just, just took me here. And um, it, 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 is, it is kind of like this. Uh, people of God, we ought to stop looking on the surface at things and pronouncing our opinions as gods. We, we need to stop looking on the surface, looking at things, and then, and then making an, uh, an opinion and, and saying it's God's opinion. You know, uh, it, it's, it's like that there should be two nevers. Number one, never play the Holy Ghost in someone else's life. Never play the Holy Ghost in someone else's life. Are you all hearing me? Eliphaz tried to bring conviction to Job's heart. They were, they were cohorsing him. They were trying to get, it's kind of like uh, the law enforcement people trying to get a confession out of you just to get a conviction. They were saying, come on, Job, fess up. Come on, say you've done something wrong. They were trying to bring a conviction to Job's heart. The Holy Ghost is the only one qualified and responsible to convict. Not you, not me. You can only bring God's word to the ear, but can go no further. It is the Holy Ghost that must take the word from the ear to the heart. Did you all hear that? You can only bring the word of God to the ear, but you can go no further. That, that's preaching also. I am only the messenger. Are you hearing me? Or if y'all don't like this kind of preaching, you, you, you bring it to the ear, but you can go no further. The Holy Ghost must take the word from the ear to the heart. You got Bible? Yes, I do. You go to John 16 and 8. It is the Holy Ghost that has come into the world to convict of sin, to convict of righteousness and judgment. That, that is the Holy Ghost, not you. I know y'all think y'all just so God, but we are the messenger. In other words, no one but the Holy Ghost. I'm a feeder. I'm a messenger. You are a feeder. I'm a messenger. 
God gives me a word from his word, and that's a prophetic word, to give the message. But it is the Holy Ghost that does the conviction. Are you hearing me? Holy Ghost brings digestion of the word and nourishment to the spiritual man. Number, number one, never play the Holy Ghost in someone else's life. Number two, never judge the outward appearance as motive. Never judge by outward appearance to it being the motive. No one is qualified to judge a person's motives. The Bible says, while man looks on the what? Outward appearance, what happened? God looks at the heart. So the task of judging motive is reserved for God only. You may know what I did, but you don't know why I did it. No one can judge motive. Are you hearing me? Don't get sidetracked on justifying your spirituality to someone who did not give it to you. <laughs> you know, don't, don't, don't try to prove spirituality. And, and God did not uh, give you spirituality for you to think you're the author of spirituality. We give the word. And God is the one who brings the increase from the word. Now, getting back to the point of this message, in the midst of Eliphaz's accusations, Eliphaz does say something profound and biblically true. He says something profound, and he says something Biblically true. You will also decree a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your words. Now in the context what he was saying is Job repent because if you repent God will hear your prayer and then if you if you decree a thing, it will be established to you. He's telling him the right. He's telling him truth. But it is the wrong circumstance. Are you hearing me? He, he, he had a truth word. And that's where we're going to take this truth from. If you declare or decree a thing, it will be established for you, but he was doing it to condemn and accuse, not to encourage, but we come to encourage and have God's people live in God's favor and blessing. So Eliphaz said something profound, you will also decree a thing and it will be established for you. Say that with me. You will also decree a thing, and it will be established for you. Are you all with me? In other words, it's like this. What you decide on will be done. What you decide on will be done. Or God enable though, enables those who pray and repent to do his will and speak his word. And then that word will not return void. God enables those who pray and repent to do his will and speak his word. And then that word will not return void. Did you all hear that? The word will not return void. So for those who really don't understand what profound spiritual truth I just imparted, 
I want to take you to the Word of God in a text of Scripture, and then I can explain it to you. Now, I'm going to take you to Isaiah 55, 10 through 13. Now, this really is going to explain the truth of declaring and decreeing a thing. Are you all with me? Now, now we're going to, uh, my, 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 uh, um, from the Holy Ghost, uh, the goal is uh, to, to change our perception of what the Word of God really is. To change the perception, to, to realize how powerful God's Word is. Are you hearing me? Now listen at this, Isaiah 55, 10 through 13, do you have it? And you can write these scriptures down. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Did you all hear that? This is God talking. Isaiah is speaking prophetically to the people and a prophet speaks what God said. So this is God saying, uh, it says, for as the rain comes down, and in other words, as true as rain, it rains, it snows, um, and when, when it rains, it never goes back up. When it snows, it, this, snow ain't, this snow will melt, but it'll never go back up to heaven. You don't, you don't look out in the sky and see the snow going reversed. So what he is saying is, it will not return, but water the earth, and make it bring forth, and in other words, it's going to water the earth. It's going to water the earth, all the trees, the grass, the, and, and it, it will bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower. And in other words, the water comes down for the purpose of making God's earth green. Are you hearing me? It's more prevalent then. Now we have irrigation systems. Back then, if it didn't rain, your plants were going to die. So when he's saying, I can't, the water is for to, to grow your seed. And he says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. God's saying, what comes out of my mouth, it shall not return to me Void. In other words, if I send it to water, it's going to water. If I send it for a purpose, it's going to fulfill that purpose. God never says, let me, you humans out there, God doesn't joke. God doesn't say, huh, I was kidding. That, that's not God. God doesn't Listen at this. God does not make mistakes. I was, you know, I, I, I listen at myself and I'm saying, boy, I should have said New Testament. I said uh, Old Testament. I'm like, boy, I should have said Paul and I said Peter. And, you know, you go back and say, my, 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 my brain got confused. I was talking so quick. I didn't, wasn't thinking. God, God doesn't do that. If God has a word for Carl Graham, he ain't saying, whoops, that was for Brian. No, it's, it's, if he speaks into Carl Graham's life, it's for you and it will not return void. Can you say amen to that word? And watch this. I'm not done yet. Verse 12. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before. In other words, the mountains and the hills will praise God. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. And instead 
of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree and it shall be to the Lord for a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. God says when, 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 the, when my word comes things are going to grow. When, when my word comes things are going to be birthed out. When my word comes things are going to be fertile and it'll be because of my name. Are you, hearing, are you hearing me? God's word accomplishes what God pleases. Say that God's word accomplishes what God pleases. So my responsibility is to decree the promise and blessings from God's word. Any other decree is void. But if I decreed what God has decreed in his word for me, it will not return void. Now, now I want to show you something because I want you to know that what I'm saying is biblical. Now, now uh, look at the language of this text. Now, in Isaiah 55, look at this. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, if you go to verse 1, if you all are in Isaiah, if you go to verse 1, look at this. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, listen at this clearly, come buy and eat. Wait a minute. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. What? Listen at this. You who have no money, come and buy. How can you buy something without money? How can you buy something without money? Well, listen at this. Because he uses the word void. Void. Buy and it will not return void. Void is a, a, a word that you hear around transactions, right? Am I telling the truth? You can make a transaction and that transaction can be voided. We have a credit card terminal and if, if Rita makes a mistake, she can void out the mistake. And what he is saying is, God said, you ain't got to worry about that because come and buy what you need. And then he gets real natural uh, by wine and milk. Those of you think God only does spiritual things. No, no. Uh, he, he does natural and spiritual things. And then he uses the terminology of buying and not Voiding. Now, let me, let me show you what's going on, because I really want you to know that I am in context. Um, in chapter 55 of Isaiah, uh, it was for the people in exile. And the people in exile, they were complaining that God had forgotten them and his promises to David. So God tells them to seek the Lord had a very simple meaning. In other words, what he is saying is, he was saying, seek the Lord. And the simple meaning was, he was saying, quit your complaining. And that, that, I'm coming home now to, to modern day time. Look at somebody and say, quit your complaining. And seek the Lord. We, we come in, we're going to bring it home now. Quit, he's, he's saying here, quit your complaining. Quit thinking that Babylonia and its gods have won the victory. Oh. Quit. He's saying, God is with you now, listening to you now. Call on him while he is near. Watch this. Repent and turn back to your God. Did you all hear that? Repent and turn back to your God. Forsake your wicked ways and thoughts. Start life over again with God. He is ready to forgive and forget. 
Isaiah called on the exiles to realize that God is not like them. God made plans beyond their wildest imaginations. You can read all this in Isaiah 55. But his new plans included them. So he was saying, uh, God is not like you. Quit complaining. Come on, say, tell somebody, quit your complaining. Quit your complaining and declare the word of God. And, and here is the, the, the great thing. He says, God's plan includes you. God's promises include you. No human weapon can harm the people whom God protects. God's word always accomplishes its purpose. Always. I want you all to say that. God's word always accomplishes its purpose. Come on, say always. Because God is transcendent. In other words, God is above and beyond physical human experience. Did you all hear that? So every word spoken by God is powerful and transcendent because God has spoken it. So God has glory and joy for a people who see themselves doomed to depression. They were exiled. They're captured by Babylonia. They, they, were, they were in around Babylonian God and they, they were complaining because they thought God had abandoned them. But God said, quit complaining. He said, everyone that thirsts, come to me and buy. And, and, and what are you saying? He's saying, he's saying, buy if you have no money, buy. Because God is saying, the way I give blessings is not with your resources. So he said, you that have no money, come in. In other words, God says, you get, from, you get what I got from seeking me. You get what God has for you from seeking him. Come on, say, seeking him. So when it says buy, what he is saying is, put your money up. Because God don't take credit cards, but seek him. Seek his face. Worship him. You cannot complain and seek him at the same time. To decree God's word or decreeing God's word for establishment goes beyond speaking and repeating. And that, that's kind of what I, I want to I make clear to you. Decreeing God's word for establishment goes beyond speaking and repeating. It is, it is a decreeing or decreeing is a way of life. It's kind of like this. Decreeing is a command that comes from a higher authority. The only person who could give me a command is a person that is a higher rank than me. If you are lower than me, I ain't going to obey. If you are higher than me, your rank compels me to obey. So, so when I'm decreeing, I'm decreeing over the enemy. I'm decreeing over my circumstance. I'm decreeing over my own life, life because God outranks me. So it is a mindset that the, these words have authority because God has authority. This word has power because God has power. This word is going to change things because God is transcendent. 
Here is the problem. If it were that simple, that's what someone said, if it was easy, everybody would do it. If it were that simple, here is the problem. The problem and challenges most believers have is a lack of belief. Now let me explain that. People attempt to live for Christ on feelings. But the Bible teaches that we are saved when we believe. Now it sounds simple, but think about that. People literally try to live for Christ on feelings. If you're feeling saved, if you're feeling blessed, if you're feeling healed, if you're feeling loved by God, that is not biblical. I'm sorry. It is not biblical. You must believe you are saved. You must believe you are saved. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, Now, it sounds funny because everybody got their tab. You know, I came up to the altar and the Lord knocked me out. Healing. The Lord, people were around me and, and, and I felt this cloud. Feel. I'm not saying that's not true. What I'm saying is when you get up, when the missionaries get you up and dust you off, you got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ because that's what the Bible says. Yes, there was a touch from God that comes many times. I can get quickening in the spirit. I am not discrediting that at all. But at the end of the day, when the feeling leaves, I've got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all looking at me like I ain't telling the truth. I ain't going to be traditional. I'm going to be biblical. And what happens is people don't live on belief. They live on feeling. So, so, so your feelings may say one thing, but God's word may say something else. What are you going to do? And many times because the feelings are real, because the feelings are natural. Don't look at me like that. Because the feelings are real. I didn't say they weren't real. But, but we'll feel a certain way. Then we'll decree the feeling. Because that's what we feel. And we wait until we feel better to decree God's word. That's the problem. We wait until we see better to decree God's word. And in Isaiah 55, he starts off with, Whoa! Ho! If you are thirsty, you don't need no money. You don't need the circumstances to change. Just come to me. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I know Babylon has got you exiled. I know you think, y'all can't get with this word. I'm just preaching the word. I, I know you think all hope is gone because I'm in Babylonia. My, my, my town is, is broken. Uh, God's people were destroyed and the remnant remained. And, and I think God is not with me. He said, wait a minute. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. Stop complaining and seek me. I'm going to share something. Your faith and belief in God are based on truth. Your feelings may not be true. I didn't say they weren't real. But your feelings may not be true. I didn't say they weren't real. And many times we will take feelings because they're real 
and we won't declare our belief. When people struggle with real feelings and when faith and belief cannot be felt physically, then what is felt physically becomes the person's reality. I know I'm preaching. This is where decreeing God's word in your life and over your life can overcome physical feelings. The word will work when you allow yourself to live by it. The word will work when you allow yourself to live by, I know what I'm talking about because I have a testimony. First of all, it's in the word of God. So whether I have a testimony or not, uh, many times we, we try to make, uh, if, if it don't happen in my life, it ain't real. If it's in the word, it's true. And that's the first thing about believe. I got to believe that every word of God is right. We used to sing that in testimony service. Every word of God is right. Hallelujah to it. You, you got to first believe that it's right. And then, if it's right, I decree it whether I'm feeling a certain way or not. Now, y'all know you're looking at me because some of you can worship your feelings. And people struggle. This is where decreeing God's word in your life will work. The word will work when you allow yourself to live by. Well, you're looking at me funny. Okay, let's go to Exodus 15 and 26. Uh, I want to get these words out to you. Exodus 15 and 20. Are you all with me? Uh, this is a, 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 new, uh, a new year, new message. <laughs> Exodus 15 and 26. And said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is, okay, I'm getting ready to preach holiness now. If, if, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord and your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Here it is like a nutshell. Here it is in my words. Don't live the lifestyle of Egypt if you don't want to get sick like Egypt. Don't live the lifestyle of Egypt if you don't want to get sick like Egypt. I, I, I went to the Lord and, and the Lord just said simply, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and, and turn from their wicked ways. A lot of things that is happening because people are living in sin. But they want God to fix everything, but they are not willing to change. You cannot decree God's word if you're not going to live by God's word. And we struggle because our sufferings come from the fact that we have not fully abandoned the culture and corruption of the world. I don't want to hear this. I'm sorry. It's time to rededicate a life of holiness. It's time to rededicate a life to holiness and righteousness. I'm not going to get a lot of amens on this. It's time to rededicate a life of holiness and righteousness, not because it's strict, because I can pull down blessings from God if I'm living like he commands me to live. So when he says, I am the Lord God that heals you, you got to read up because he puts a stipulation. I will not put those diseases on you that are on the Egyptians if 
you are willing to turn from your wicked ways if you are willing to get Egypt out of you. But my father used to preach that message. When you come out of Egypt, stay out of Egypt. People brought some Egyptian ways. It's kind of like this. Y'all brought some stuff over here in this new church that I was like, no, not in this church. Some things, when, 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 when God saves you, you got to throw away. This is not, uh, I can't do what I want to do. No, I'm trying to get the blessings of God. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be healed. I'm, I, I want to be delivered. I, I want to be able to get my prayer through. It has nothing to do with strictness. It has to do with an accessibility to God's word. Y'all looking at me funny. God wants his people set apart so God himself will get glory from the blessings he will bestow upon his people. Did you all hear that? God wants his people to be set apart so God himself will get, I know, I know the world can do it. I know, I know you, you can do it this way, but God says, I don't want you to get your blessing that way. I want to be your blesser. I don't want nobody paying my wife's bills. I don't want nobody taking care of my wife. How that look? Oh, oh Billy from the job, uh, you know, he bought me this fur coat. Not when you married me? How that look? Well, good. That's something I ain't got to buy. That's a, that's, a, that's a stupid man. Oh, he bought me a Mercedes. Oh, good. You know what? That's something I ain't got to buy. That's a stupid man. And, and God said, I'm a jealous God. He said, God said, I'm the only one. So, but he's saying that now there's some stipulations. Now you got to, you can't be cheating on God. Watch this. Matthew 7 and 11. I'm just declaring the word. If you then... Being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So your life's nourishment and well-being does not come just from physical things. Your quality of life comes from what God has spoken about you. Your quality of life comes from what God has spoken about you. Then you must speak it back to him. Did you all hear that? What God spoke about me, I must speak it back to him. To enhance prayer life comes from the person who prays the word. You know why? Because if you don't pray the word, you're going to say the same thing over and over and over again, not that God won't honor it, but to enhance, you need to know what the promises are. You need to know what God is saying. But first, I must rededicate my life to holiness and righteousness. And, and when I got on my knees, I was saying, Lord, uh, I just can't say, tell people, just speak the word, it's going to happen. Well, that's not Bible. It said it comes with a responsibility. I can only speak what I'm living by. I can only declare what I believe in. I will only live with what I believe in. Well, an enhanced prayer life comes from the person who prays the word of God. The Bible or the word spoken by God to you from the Holy Ghost. Come on, say the Bible or the word that comes from the Holy Ghost. God can speak to you through his written word and he can speak to you from the Holy Ghost. He can, he can speak prophetically to you through the Holy Ghost. Well, Romans 8 and 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession 
for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Is that Bible? Now, I want you to see when decreeing the word works. Let's go to Jesus, our greatest example. Are you all getting this? I can decree the word of God and things will be established in my life. But it's more than a speech. It is a lifestyle. If I quote it, I got to live by it. If I speak it and decree it, if I command in the name of Jesus his word, then I'm responsible to living by that word. Are you hearing me? There is no free shots. I can just throw a word and then I'm living any kind of way. It is not like that. If you are in sin, come out of your sin. If you are fooling around, stop fooling around. I was on my knees and the Lord was revealing some things. And I said, Lord, I'm giving that up. Not that it was a sin. I said, I'm giving that up. I'm, I want to be closer to you. But I need something in my life. I need some things in my life so I am willing to sacrifice my desires for the things that I need from God. Our greatest example, I'm getting ready to close, our greatest example is Jesus. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But Jesus answered and said, what? What did he say? It is written. What did he say? It is written. What did he say? It is written. See, I'm, I'm trying to help you before you get to the man shall not live. He, now, let me help you. Let me help you. Because Jesus is decreeing the word. And watch this. He ain't saying, Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. He ain't, he ain't laying his hands on the devil, casting the devils out. He ain't, he ain't getting loud. He just said, for it is written. What? Man shall not live, what? By bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth. Now, see, you don't really know what Jesus just said because all you focus on is the bread alone. He literally said that by every word that proceeds from the mouth, I live by the word that proceeds from God. He puts bread and the word of God on the same vein. He didn't say naturally I eat bread and spiritually I eat uh, uh, I live by the word. He said, man shall not live by bread. In other words, what, God, what he is saying to the devil is, I know I'm hungry, but it ain't, in other words, doctors say that you can't go 40 days without food and water, but he is sustained by the word of God. I know what I'm talking about. We had a three-day revival. Uh, I think it was uh, three days, uh, me, Sister Nettie, and Sister Chalmers, we stayed all three days. It was me, and everybody, other people just came in and out. But me, Sister Nettie, and Sister Chalmers, we stayed the whole three days. I, I, I'm, I'm not lying, I never got hungry. I never got hungry because I stayed in the church, and I stayed on the altar. I wasn't, now, I tried to fast three days at home, and it was hard because I was hungry. I was, you know, I, I was trying to go to work. People were bringing bagels. And, but, but when I stayed in the church, when I stayed in the presence of God, it's just like I didn't get hungry. Remember that, Sister Nettie? 
We stayed three days and we didn't get hungry because we were, because man shall not live by bread alone, but, 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 but something supernatural can take place. So he speaks the word. He declares it. And you all know the story. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Jesus said it again. What did he say? Well, no, no, I'm sorry. Devils, the devil know the word too. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you and in your hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. He's trying to tempt Jesus saying, you're the son of God. Angels will come and get you. Jesus said to him, it is written again. You shall not what? Tempt the Lord your God. You know what he's saying? God he said, there is, there is never a time when I'm supposed to prove I'm God to you. There is never a time when I'm supposed to prove my, my God, I'm, I'm God to you. Are you hearing me? What does he do? He decrees the word and it was established. Come on, say established. Now, how I know it wasn't a feeling because it says, and afterward, he hungry. He hungered. He had the feeling of hunger. Y'all looking at me funny. He was tempted by the devil, but he decreed the word. But he decreed the word. But he decreed the word. Are you hearing me? Again, the devil take him up on an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you. In other words, uh, I, I ain't got time for this, <laughs> Satan. I, I, got, I got a ministry to do. I got it down the cross. He said, you know, away with you, man. He said, for it is written. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. You don't get to the ministering of the angels because you have not declared the word. Amen. You don't get to the, to the ministering because you yield to temptation instead of uh, resisting temptation. You, you want to go to your uh, favorite, you know, we ain't perfect, you know, I'm only human, and you don't know how to declare the word over your humanness. Amen. Jesus uses the word in his situation as I close, and the word overcame his adversary and his temptation. Okay, all the Dixon, I'm getting ready to close. An all-powerful God used his word to overcome. An all-powerful God who had all power, he uses the word, I think that was our example to let you know that Jesus can use the word in his humanness and be successful so you in your saved life and your humanness can decree the word of God. Are you hearing me? You are and you live by what God says about you. You are not defined by this world. You are not defined by your failures. I, I, I need to press that into someone. You are not defined by the world. You are not defined by your failures. Even what you did in the past that you are not proud about, it's over, it happened, but the word says that I am more than a conqueror. God's word says that if God be for me, who can stand against me? That's how you live. Belief and trust and faith 
in God against my feelings and my weakness. Did you all hear that? Belief and trust and faith in God against my feelings and my weakness. I want you all to say that. Belief and trust and faith in God against my feelings and my weakness. The enemy's definition of you is null and void. So stop believing what is void. Come on, say stop believing what is void. Stop speaking what has no power. It only becomes powerful because you are not declaring what God says about you. Well, here's another challenge. First of all, I got to live holy. It's a lifestyle. It's not just saying abracadabra, I can do all things through Christ. No, it's, it's a lifestyle. But watch this. Here is another challenge. Are you trusting God or are you being foolish? Is faith irresponsible? Is faith irresponsible? Uh, I heard, now, now God then gave you, uh, God gave you good sense. Now we gotta, we gotta use good sense. Is faith irresponsible? Is it a leap of faith or is it stupid? God told me to do this and, and you're saying, I don't, you better pray on that. Now God told me, now is, that, is it stupid or is it faith? Well, the answer is in God, is in the Bible. Watch this. Faith and wisdom go together. They are not in competition. The same God you are trusting in provides wisdom in the circumstances. In other words, when to have surgery, when not to have surgery. When to listen to the doctor, when not to listen to the doctor. There are things I listen to my doctor on. There are things that I have not listened to my doctor. Are y'all still out there? When to ignore what the doctor is saying and when to accept what the doctor is saying. You got Bible? Yes. When to give and buy, when to say you need to wait a while. Well, James 1, 5, and 6. Listen at this clearly. If anyone lacks what? Wisdom, what? Let him ask of God who what? who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him what? Ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven. And Now listen at this. James taught faith without works is dead. Didn't he say that? He said, if you ain't got no works, don't show me your faith. But he also says, if you lack wisdom, ask of God. So God is the only one that will say you're being stupid or you're stepping out. I ain't going to say no names. People are telling me, a pastor, this is what I believe about COVID. I just believe God. I just believe God this. I just believe God this. And I said, Amen. Because the Bible says it's according to your faith. Be it unto you. I will never, ever tell a person, now listen, my brother and my sister, you've got to be wise. No. That's undercutting the person's faith. Now, if God tells you to do something or you just do something, you ain't talk to God, you just do it because of the report, that's on you. But some are doing this because that's their conviction and their faith. Either way, it's your decision. But I will never tell anybody that go to go against God's word. If anyone lacks wisdom. In other words, you can't live on my faith and I can't live on your faith. 
I know I'm preaching. It says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. You got Bible? Yeah, I told you. When, when, when getting ready to do this deal, everything was in order, the closing date, I got on my knees and I said, God, I do not want to make a mistake. I got on my knees. I said, Lord, I, I can't even pray objectively. I want this so bad. But see, Lord, if you're not in this, please, Father, don't let the deal go through or show me. I I'm telling you. And the Lord said, read where David wanted to build me a temple. And then when I read the story and, and I was reading and, and God was telling David, I never asked for this. I was good in a tent. And he was, and I just kept reading, but he said, because you desire this, I will, I will honor it, I will bless you, I will bless your seed. In other words, God said, nobody can out-bless me. You want to build me a temple, I'm getting ready to bless your seed. Everybody, uh, uh, as long as Israel exists, there will always be your seed on the throne. And then God says, let's be clear, I don't need a new building to be God. God said, I can be God in a storefront, I can be God on Joy Road, I can be God in Warren. And he said, let's be clear, I can work miracles anywhere. But, but God said, since you desire it, I will bless it and honor it. That's all I needed. If you lack wisdom, when people calling you stupid, when people say, you know what, I wouldn't do that in the pandemic. Get on your knees and ask God for wisdom. Amen. What should I do? This is what I'm facing. Get on your knees and ask God for wisdom. He will give it to you if you are sincere. Can someone say amen to that? Get close to God so you can hear from God. Too many people want to hear from God, but they refuse to get close enough to hear his voice. They still want one foot in the world and one foot in the church, but, but they want this close relationship with God, and it don't work like that. You want to be spiritual, you got to get close to God. You want to be spiritual, you got to give up. Y'all don't like You got to give up some stuff. You want to you wanna, you wanna be used of God? There's some things you've got to let go. I'm sorry. Because I want the word to work. Everybody's standing. Did you all get this? I tried to go from every angle. I even tried to go when people call you stupid for trusting God. Anyone lacks wisdom, ask God. Seeking God, what that really means, I've got I've to rededicate my life to living free and separated from sin. I'm hearing too many saints saying, you know, you ain't perfect. I'm hearing too many saints saying, you know, you can live. No, no, you've you, got to sacrifice. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body, what? Do y'all know what that means? It means sacrifice what the body wants to do, which is your reasonable service. And some of y'all are using grace, and you all graced out. Going around using that credit card, swiping, using that credit card, swiping, using that credit card, swiping. It's got a limit. <laughs> and you're going, to be in a, you're going to be in a place, and it's going to swipe, and it said, not approved. Now, let's go back to the word of God. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea 
and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. Did it say feel? It said believe. Did it say feel? But feels those things he says will be done. But believes he will have whatever what he says. A am I making that up? Y'all tired of hearing me? So we must walk in our belief and not our feelings. We'll go back to Job 22. You will make your prayers to him. He will hear you. And you will pay your vows. You will also declare a thing. And it will be established for you. I want my life established in God. That was my prayer. I want my life established in God. So I am going to go to God for all of my provision. Everything. But it comes with the responsibility of living by the word. If you, ready, if you are ready to decree some things over your life, come to this altar. I'm going to decree some things. I know what the responsibility is. I want to decree some things over my children. You can spread out. You don't have to get close. I want to decree some things over my life. I want to decree.